Good morning. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. Again, let me introduce myself. My name is Leroy Orlando Francisco Martinez, Jr. I'm from Los Angeles, California, but I was raised in Denver, Colorado. I'm a former gangbanger. And I'm here to tell you that things have taken place, have changed from that time period that somebody said, I want to introduce you to a fellow by the name of Jesus. As a Gideon... I have the opportunity to go to different churches and share a lot of things about how Jesus has changed my life as well as others. The first service, I just kind of came out, and I wanted to let you all know the same thing. I always change, depending on how I look upon you right now. I look at the demeanor and everything else. Like this morning, uh, and some of you guys want to raise your hand. How many of you guys wore shorts this morning to church? You know what? My wife said it was okay, and I was that far. And I say this, you're lucky. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Gideon has the opportunity to travel throughout the world, and they have more than 200 countries that they're involved in, and they have Bibles that are made in 99 different languages. My introduction to you on this is because at first service, I just wanted to share with you the ministry that just came up here, get yourself involved by listening to what's going on. That was so touching. I, 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 I spoke to, to one of them earlier in the back and uh, stating that I was so touched when she was talking about that gentleman in Mexico going through rehab twice and what was going on through that family. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, had, I, I hope I'm not surprising you, but that's going on around here too. But the thing is, what I want you to do is take time period, you know what, to think about joyful things that are going on. And of all these ministries that are going on, it's for the good, okay? The reason why I brought up my introduction about who I am is because, see, as an alcoholic and a former drug, druggie, okay, things can take place because, see, Jesus changes everything. No matter if what, you're on substance or whatever, alcohol, drugs, and the reason I'm saying this so strongly is because they gave me less than one year to live. And that was 37 years ago. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So now I go about and some fella that visited me some years ago when I committed myself to a hospital for 30 days. And this fella came in and I'm going to say his name in a little bit. He's from Archbold. And uh, he kept, he, first time he came to my room, he tells me he's a Gideon. What's that mean? And uh, he wanted to tell me about Jesus. So I, with a foul mouth, told him to get out. Just get out of my room. I don't even want to hear about it. You want to hear the weird thing about this? He had the audacity to come the next day, the next day, the next day. He never stopped. He never stopped. This man became my teacher, my mentor, in knowing who Jesus Christ is. That was a long time ago, more than 35 years ago. And now this is what this man has done. He says, now that you know who Jesus Christ is, here's what i like you to do. We have juvenile detention center. Why would I go back into a jail? CCNO, you've got to be me. And that gentleman was a Gideon from Napoleon. So I started bumping in all these people, and all of a sudden they started saying, 
we checked your background, and we can use you in the prison ministry. So now, with Bill Glass Prison Ministry as well, as a Gideon, I go to all these prisons, also juvenile detention in Stryker, CCNO in Stryker, okay? I do all of Ohio, Michigan. I go to Colorado at the super prison, and all I do is they put me, and I say this, in the darkest hole that you can think of. They put me in the inmates where they call solitude, and maybe some of you guys see it on TV, they call it the hole and everything else. And I like to share this one part where I missed out on the uh, first service. There's an inmate there that here and there I've been keeping in touch with him by only when he can send me stuff, you know, he'll, I know he's responding. And he was telling me this one time that the prison librarian is going down the aisle and all of a sudden he's asking him, who needs a book? And whoever goes by the, the, the jail or the cells and everything else, they throw the book and everything else. And he was the last guy. Around. And of all the books that this guy got was a Bible. So he read the book, front to back and everything else. He didn't know what Jesus was and what they were talking about. So a Gideon took the opportunity to speak to him. Oh, by the way, he was 17 years old. He's 37. And I have to tell you people, as a family... This man accepted Jesus Christ. He is free. Now, being in prison, I know he's got the bars there, but you know what? Think about it, people. We are free. When we accept Jesus Christ, we are free from everything. It doesn't happen just like that, but you know what? Did you hear what they were saying in the other ministry? It takes a little time, and it does, and that's what's neat about it. Because you know what? All that we are responsible for, like we are here on this planet Earth, is for what? L. O-V-E. Yeah. Jesus says it. L-O-V-E. Christians, when we have a get-together and everything else, our worst enemies sometimes is our own Christian brothers. Why? I don't know. But you know what the thing is? If you love up on it, you can find out, and you get together, and you become stronger. Other ministries that I get involved in, my favorite, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'm a board member. I like sharing this part. Been doing this for almost 18, 19 years now. I coach. I do cross country. I do track. But what's really strange is I had the opportunity, and I say opportunity, that this parent came up to me and said, do you know it's illegal to be praying on school property? And I go, I know. I've been doing it for the last 18 years. I love this part. That person didn't say one word, turned around, and walked away. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Power. Power. That's power. He gives us power that we don't even know when it happens. You know what? The other thing I even tell my athletes is, sometimes we have miracles that happen right in front of our eyes, and we don't know about it. And that's the time we have to go, Lord, got to take a break. And talk to him. And I'm sure a lot of us that came in here is what we felt kind of tense, you know. Maybe we had a lot of questions in our minds. And I keep thinking about this one thing also that every time I go into a prison, I don't want to see anybody that I have known from the past. What's sad about me going to the prisons now is that 
I'm seeing some that I bumped into when they were at juvenile detention center. And now they're in an adult prison. And sometimes, uh, like the last one I saw, I was Belfont Prison. And a gentleman came walking up to me. And he was pumped. Hey, man, it's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. The whole shot. And all of a sudden, he opened up on me and said, I remember you, man. He says, I remember when you were talking to me at Juvenile Detention Center in Stryker, man. There's a little part of me that's in the back of my head that just says, Leroy, where did you go wrong? Where did you go wrong? So you have to pray up, and you have to confront that person and say, I'm going to keep praying for you. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you, but the Lord must have plans for you. There's got to be plans for you. Maybe there's a venue that he's taking you through. I don't know. But you know what? If you tell that other person, even if you don't like them, you know what? That goodness comes out. And all of a sudden, you're going to be introduced to that L-O-V-E. So you can go out and do things like Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes, young and old. Be able to visit uh, juvenile detention centers. Some of you like to do artwork. You know, there's nothing better to maybe do, like uh, send them a letter or something that you uh, painted up with your friends or with your family to let them know that there's people on the outside that love you. I share this because when I go in there, I'm going to tell you something, folks. If you, the older people might know what I'm saying. The air is so thick you can cut it with a knife of anger, hate. And you know the best part is, after an hour and a half with them and praying up with our Lord Jesus Christ, you know what? By the time I'm walking out of there, I'm totally pumped. I'm jacked because in the name of Jesus Christ, those words that I shared with those kids, they're coming to me now and saying, you know what? Would you pray for my grandmother, my mom, my dad? And you know what's really awesome? They had nothing to do with me when I first walked in. Ladies and gentlemen, that involves all of us in this room. If you walk in the chiefs, a library, a school, and if there's anybody that has any type of, if you look at them and it looks like they're disturbed or anything, walk up to them. You know you've seen them before. I'm from a big city. There's no way on earth that I can know about 70% of the people in this room. Seriously, this is beautiful. When they send me to the big cities and they have 2,000 parishioners in there, tell me that's a tough one. I almost have to go and single one person out. Like, I'll, just, I'll pick you. I have to single one person out and have my whole conversation because everybody else is either doing this. It's amazing what you can see from up here. And it's amazing what all of you can see up here. So the whole idea is that if you walk around in that Jesus mode, everybody's going to see you. And the best part about it is, is this. As an FCA leader and everything else, and when we have huddles, it's a high school. It's a junior high school. It's all the way down to the middle school. Ladies and gentlemen, young and old, take fact to this. If this one person from the middle school needs to be helped and has questions, do so. If you're in a junior high school, help the guys that are in the middle school. And also listen to the seniors. Seniors, because of one thing, you're to that point. They're looking at you. They're respecting you. They honor you. So take the opportunity to explain to them that the reason I got through high school is because I took Jesus Christ into my life. Stress level. Everything. Before I finish, hey, how many minutes do I have left? 
Three days later, no. The gentleman's name is John Wilson. And there was a time period, I was with a lot of men, and it was over there in Pettysville, Madison, Pettysville Missionary Church. And I belonged to another ministry as, there as well. And so they call it Man Cave. And before I went in to that ministry, uh, I was sitting around with a bunch of people, and my friend John Wilson was, was around. And one of the men came up to me and said, you know what, we would love to have you on, on our ministry tonight. Made a big mistake, and I go, I have too much on my plate. And this is what my good friend told me. He goes, Leroy, did you say it was your plate or God's plate? Because God's plate has plenty of room. Well, I just broke my dish. It's back to God's plate. I'm 72 years old, ladies and gentlemen, and I should have been dead 36 years, 35 years ago. Because of something that I thought would be good to my body and it was poisoning. If there's anybody in this room that's going through it, I suggest one thing. Take that time period every day, every day. Talk to the Lord to help you out and have him cleanse you more ways than one. And it's going to happen. Jesus will take care of everything. There's no questions. There's no fault. But when we walk in here right now, whatever we had in our heart, our minds, okay, we're kind of feeling kind of good, maybe like right now. But when we walk out, I'm going to tell you something. We may be talking about the Holy Spirit being in this room and, woohoo, Jesus, yeah, we're singing and everything else. But when we walk out that door, you know who's out there, right? I'll say, I'll say it. It's Satan. He's going to be waiting for you. And you're going to be walking and all of a sudden, bam, we got popped. Man, we got a two-by-four across our head or whatever we want to say. And I'm going to tell you something. Immediately, immediately. Jump to the prayer. Pray up. Pray up. My final year to be on my competition mode is this year. I'm trying to qualify to go to Hawaii for the Ironman. And I just shared it with some of the pastors and some of my friends out there. For the last few years, I've been sharing this because, see, I took a year and a half off from church, my job, my wife, my family, and here's what happened. I separated myself. To qualify to go to Hawaii, I had to do it in 10 hours and 40 minutes. It took me 10 hours and 45 minutes. While I was crossing through the line, I was watching other men and women cursing because they couldn't make it. Praise God, I got to A to B. I was praising God. And you know what? I heard all this stuff that was going foul. I mean, disgusting. And they were angry. And yet all the brothers and sisters, my wife and the children, my family, are all coming up to me. They're hugging me. They're laying hands on me. And they're giving me that L-O-V-E because they realized that it was true that was coming out of my mouth. So think about it. When we go to work and we work eight-hour days, when we come home and we're just like grumpy, you know what? I have an old friend. He touches a tree to let everything that's in his heart and soul touch that tree, go into that tree or bush. I'm going to close this up here in a prayer. If some of you have a Bible with you, just put a marker in it. And uh, this is what I'm going to share with you. It's Philippians 2, 1 through 5. Ready? Here we go. Philippians 2, 1 through 5. 
If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by thinking the same way. Focus on one goal. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourself. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Check it out. In your own relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus. I leave you with this, and I pray that you say this to yourself every morning. Enjoy your God-given day. Family of the church, thank you.